0: Welcome to the What Matters Most podcast, presented by First United Bank & Trust. That's my bank. Visit us today at mybank.com. Hello and welcome to What Matters Most, a podcast all about finances, community, savings, and security for you, your family, and your business. This podcast is brought to you by the helpful folks at my bank, First United Bank & Trust. I'm your host, Eric Nutter, and in today's episode, What Matters Most is our monthly economic and market review and for this helpful discussion i am thankful to be joined remotely today by megan kinsinger portfolio manager at first united good morning megan how's it going
1: great eric how are you doing
0: i am doing fabulous i'm ready to to talk some numbers with you hear about the economy you got you got some you got some info for us today
1: I have a decent amount of info for you. Yeah, you ready? You ready for
0: all this intro? I, I don't know if I am, honestly, but but we'll <laughs> we'll give it a shot. Um, so uh, so let's start off. So I know that coming into these conversations, we always start off with we have negatives and we got positives that are happening in the market, no matter what month it is. And uh, I, I always want to start with the negatives so we can end on a positive. So let's start there. Tell us what's going on, Megan.
1: Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, let's go ahead and dive in then to the negative. Um, really, what means, remains at the at the top of the minds of, of all investors is obviously the the coronavirus. Um, it still remains the most important driver of economic growth over over the next year. And um, I, I was looking at the numbers this morning. Um, you know, throughout July, the U.S. cases hit a new hit new all time daily high multiples. Um, throughout July, and as of this morning, we're we're looking at about 5.2 um, cases within the United States. Uh, daily daily infections have really remained near all time highs so far in August. And even as major hotspots in Arizona and Texas have cooled somewhat, new outbreaks are still emerging across midwestern states. And we're actually starting to see in some of the northeastern states that that. We really suffered in the spring, if you recall, in the New York area in particular. Uh, we're starting to see second wave flare-ups there as well. So it's something we continue to, to, to monitor, um, really hoping for some positive news as far as maybe a vaccine or, or uh, contact tracing. Um, so that's, that's really the, at the top of our list as far as negative for for the economy. Something else we like to look at that has been uh, severely impacted by coronavirus' jobless claims so they, they did um, dip to 1.19 million in the seven days that ended August 1st down from 1.44 billion in the prior week so so it was not good but better um, and that was according to the to the labor department and the, the number of people that are receiving the traditional jobless benefits. The, the continuing clean dropped by 844,000 to 16.1 million, which uh, is is the lowest level since the beginning pan, beginning of the pandemic. So again, not not great, but we're moving in a positive direction. Uh, so we continue continue to monitor that on a weekly basis. Something else we continue to, to monitor is the the US China tensions, which have certainly been amplified since Since coronavirus has really impacted the world, and the spark was was international concerns about China's initial handling of COVID-19 and its transparency on the issue. And something that's certainly not not helped things has been um, the upcoming U.S. presidential and congressional election in November, as the majority of Americans, both Democrat and Republican. Have an unfavorable view of of China, so so we we anticipate that being at the top top of the talk for for the U.S. elections this year. Um, Tensions will likely continue to rise in the lead up to the election, Um, but we anticipate that after the election is coming on, the volume of tensions is like is likely to be dialed down, but to a new higher baseline, Um, especially as we see competition between the U.S. and and China to to be a key fixture in the investing landscape for the foreseeable future. Um, I'm I'm sure something else that really really stuck out to investors was the second quarter GDP. It was very grim, showing a 32.9% annual decline. Uh, the seasonally adjusted annual rate for the second quarter GDP was 17.21 trillion, which was down 9.5 percent from the um, from the first quarter of, of 2020. So there's really no sugarcoating it. The second quarter, the economy the economy was in full retreat. Um, it is the highest, um, the the largest decline in GDP on record. Since we began tracking GDP uh, post World War II, the, the largest number recorded previously was was
0: ten uh, percent. Wow. Wow. Well, you know that's actually um, that's actually something where we've gotten several questions from from listeners um, and and also just you know, internally that have been batted around a lot from, from customers and investors and things like that. We've had several questions about that decline in GDP. Um, so clearly we've been through a a recession as reflected in that number. Um, what, what can we expect as we move into the recovery?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I I figured, you know, that definitely would be one of one of the things at the top of the minds of investors. Um, so the economy has been badly battered by the coronavirus, and again, it shrank at a record 32.9% annual pace for the second quarter of 2020, which is really underscoring just how big a hole the U.S. has found itself in as as laborers to recover from the deepest recession in American history. Um, so, so really, we're looking at that that the economy began to recover in mid-May, after after a severe contraction in the beginning of the quarter. And, you know, certainly the U.S. faces a long road back. Uh, millions of Americans, are still a lot of work, thousands of businesses have closed, and, and many of those that remain open have had to scale back their operations because of tepid demand or ongoing government restrictions. Um, you know, there's been a resurgence in corona, coronavirus cases in about half of the United States, especially large ones such as Texas, Florida, and California, and it's it's really dealt a blow to a to a fragile economic recovery. And, and really what it boils down to is um, consumer spending accounts for about 80% of, of that GDP number. And it's really the main engine of the economy. And it contracted by a by a record 34.6% annualized clip in the spring, um, which was to be expected. Um, when you when you stop the wheels from turning and just abruptly shut down an economy, um, nothing being open, consumers can't spend because nothing's open to, to spend their money on. It really brought our economy to a, to a halt, which we've never experienced before. Right. Um, business investment um, also stumbled, sadly, as again um, companies froze or they had to slash spending. They had to cut back on production as sales slumped and exports tumbled. Um, that also weighed heavily on the economy. And um, But we, we have noticed that production has picked up within the last few months um, as the economy has, has slowly started to reopen. And then another component of GDP is government spending. It was a mixed bag. Um, of course, the federal government Came in strong with massive infusions of aid for businesses, uh, households, and the unemployed, but states and localities have suffered a big drop in tax revenue as expenses have have soared for them. Um, Again, this downturn has been has been very unique in nature in the sense that it is concentrated in, in our large service side of the economy rather than manufacturing. Uh, during during the first half of the year, it's estimated that almost 24% of the downturn was driven by manufacturing, while the remaining 76% was driven by services. Um, so this is this is really a sharp contrast to what was seen back in 08 and 09, when essentially those numbers were flipped. So the the smaller side of of our economy, the the manufacturing side, was what experienced the the largest downturn and service wasn't as deeply affected Hmm. um yeah so pretty pretty interesting pretty new something to something to look at and um we we do anticipate that the economy is primed to expand in the third quarter um even as coronavirus cases have have started surging um and it's kind of taken some air out of the the recovery but the path to recovery really depends heavily on whether Congress passes another massive relief package and whether the pandemic is brought under control again. And something we continue to, to watch is this continued uncertainty that will that will continue to, to cause Americans to save more and spend less, which, of course, would hurt the economy. We want people to spend money, um, again, making up about 80 percent of 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 GDP, um, but but you know we we look at this and we've seen some healing within the economy, right? You know the the labor market is is continuing to show signs of healing. We did add 1.76 million jobs in June, and the employment, unemployment rate fell for the third straight month to 10.2 percent. So. At this point in time, we've actually regained 42 percent of the 22.1 million jobs that were lost between February and April. So it's you know it's certainly a grind coming out of this, but we do you know we are climbing, we are climbing, climbing out of this rut. uh, Certainly, Um, is the expectation
0: is the expectation that we would because of it being such a large decline so quickly is mm -hmm. the recovery. Uh, I mean, I don't know. We don't really have anything to compare it to. So is the recovery, you know, probably going to be slow or can it be as quick as it was as quick as it went down? Can it go back as quickly or, or was it more of a slow, do we, do we foresee it as a slow recovery?
1: So we, we continue to see what we call a U shaped recovery in the, in the economy. And we really expect, we do expect the next few months to be a struggle for the economy compared to the large bounce back that we saw over the last few months um, is really, again, the businesses remain constrained due to the that continued uncertainty um, surrounding the path of the, the virus. <clears throat> um, so, so it's gonna, you know, you have that quick bounce back and then it's gonna be a slow, steady, grinding recovery. Um, out of this and, and so again that u-shape not a v-shape where, where you bounce back super quickly and and again we're not really going to be able to to have this big bounce back until this uncertainty is is eliminated and that's really not going to, to happen until um you know there's a there's a vaccination maybe you know another massive release release package could could certainly help some of these um some of the figures, some of the economic data, but, but again, so we do anticipate recovery, but just a slow, steady recovery going forward.
0: Gotcha. Wow. Well, um, Megan, do you have any final thoughts to kind of wrap up our conversation today?
1: Yeah, sure thing. I can, um, you know, it's, it's again, it's, it's not all negative news. Um, we, we have seen some, some positive views coming out of the manufacturing and non-manufacturing indexes. Um, you know, the, the manufacturers have definitely fared better than the much larger service side of the economy. Um, but most companies are open and they're seeing improvement in sales and in orders after a sharp slump early earlier on in the crisis. So, so what we like to see is above fifty percent. Both of these numbers are above 50%. Um, The the non-manufacturing index, the the service side, jumped up to 58.1%. The manufacturing side, so the non-service side, um, jumped back up to 54.2%. And and really, that's the highest number we've seen for for the manufacturing index um, in the last 15 months. So those are good numbers. Uh, We like to see that. so, so really wrapping this up, um, through July, the economic data is, has been led to the remarkable, reco- has led to by the remarkable recovery in the housing market, although activity in the sector remains well below year ago levels. Um, investors also saw positive readings on retail sales and consumer spending, capital goods orders, and industrial production. Um, consumer confidence did miss expectations As the coronavirus outbreaks have really dominated the the headlines, and although the unemployment data remains daunting, it really continued in this in this nice recovery. Um, Again, the pace has slowed, but but um, we do foresee this this U shaped recovery um, as we as we climb out of the deep hole that we found ourselves in as as a result of shutting down our economy. Um, so, so really um, at First United right now, what we're doing is we, we remain very conservatively positioned with, um, with a moderate, moderate underweight to our equities and the neutral position in fixed income, which we believe helps balance the young and fragile economic recovery in the historical monetary accommodation with that moving political uncertainty and, and constant
0: unfolding of the coronavirus story. Well, Megan, I want to sincerely thank you for joining me today and, uh, providing the the insights into the market and, and telling us both the good and the bad. Um, and, uh, if any of our listeners would have a question, maybe they want to learn more or they've got questions about the, the, kind of their financial situation, what's the best way they can get the support they need?
1: Yeah, sure thing. Um, please go to uh, www.mybank.com and you can click on the wealth tab and locate the, the closest financial advisor to you. Um, please feel free to reach out to us. We'd be happy to talk with you and answer any of your questions.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you joining me today.
1: Thank you, Eric.
0: Well, that brings us to the end of our show. You can always find more episodes by visiting mybank.com slash podcast or find us on your favorite podcast app. And we're on basically all the podcast apps there are now. So you can uh, subscribe, leave us a leave us a review, give us a five star just to help other people find this podcast as well um, and uh, move us up the rankings a little bit so that we can get some more uh, folks uh, listening and, and benefiting from the, the helpful economic information and also the, the other conversations that we have with many of our guests Um, You can also leave feedback, ask questions, or request a topic for us to discuss by sending an email to podcast at mybank.com. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next week with more helpful content. But until then, we wish you the best in focusing on what matters most to you. First United, my bank for life.
2: This document is a general communication being provided for informational purposes only. It is educational in nature and not designed to be taken as advice or a recommendation for any specific investment product, strategy, plan, feature, or other purpose in any jurisdiction, nor is it a commitment from First United Bank and Trust or any of its subsidiaries to participate in any of the transactions mentioned herein. Any examples are generic, hypothetical, and for illustration purposes only. This material does not contain sufficient information to support an investment decision and should not be relied upon in evaluating the merits of investing in any securities or products. In addition, users should make independent assessment of the legal, regulatory, credit, and accounting implications and determine together with their own professional advisors if any investment mentioned herein is believed to be suitable to their personal goals. Investors should ensure that they obtain all available relevant information before making any investment. Any forecasts, figures, opinions, or investment techniques and strategies set out are for information purposes only based on certain assumptions and current market conditions Both past performance and yields are not reliable indicators of current and future results.